0: Hello ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Kainakar's Bus. Today, we are honored to have a distinguished guest with us. Captain Nitish Arora. Captain Arora, a seasoned pilot, not only commands the skies, but also owns and operates his own aviation academy, named November Alpha Aviation Academy. His commitment to education extends beyond the cockpit as he imparts his vast knowledge to eager minds through teaching on an academy. What sets Captain Nitish apart is his innovative approach to sharing the wonders of aviation. With a substantial following on Instagram, he takes to the skies in a different way, through engaging reels that provide unique insights into the world of aviation. His passion for aviation is not just a profession, but a journey he invites others to join. So fasten your seat belts and prepare for a fascinating conversation as we delve into the skies and beyond with Captain Nitish Roda. Hello, sir.
1: Hi, Kanika, how are you?
0: All good, sir. How are you?
1: I would like to appreciate you have a very nice voice.
0: Thank you so much, sir. <laughs> And thank you so much, sir, for giving your valuable time and coming on the show. So today we'll discuss about some of the myths which goes around specific to pilots and to the aviation industry. So I just wanted to know are these myths or actually these things are happening in the cockpit?
1: Sure, sure, sure. Please go ahead. Uh,
0: Let's proceed with the first one. Is the perception that becoming a pilot is an attainable dream for many due to high cost accurate or are there affordable paths to pilot training?
1: Okay, first of all the thing is uh, becoming a pilot training is a costly affair, definitely yes it is. As you mentioned that, are there any affordable paths? So, first of all. The basic, uh, I'll I'll tell you from the right from the scratch, what is the basic criteria? So, the basic criteria says you need to be 12th physics and mathematics pass. And it does not uh, tell you that uh, you need 50% marks. No. The government says you should be passed with 10 plus 2 physics and mathematics. The next thing which comes into the picture obviously is the money part. Uh, Starting from 40 lakhs and then sky is the limit. So, Minimum, nowadays, if you want to become a pilot, you need to have at least 40 to 45 lakhs in your pocket. Then only, I would suggest you, then only you step into the field. If you if you see that uh, you do engineering or uh, doctor or uh, you, you go into any other field, whether in India or abroad, the degree takes this much amount of money if you do it from a reputed university. So... The only thing is, in pilot training, this much money goes into first few months, like four or five months, you have to put in the whole money. The affordable manners are uh, if someone is not able to get that much amount of money. So there are two, two different ways which I recommend to the students. First thing is you join the forces, the defense forces of India. Like you clear the NDA exams or if you are a graduate, you clear the CDS exam join Indian Air Force, serve in the Indian Air Force for full tenure, your whole training will be free of cost. Hmm. Not even a single money. In fact, they will pay you the money, they will pay you the salary. Obviously, you will have to uh, clear their exams, you will have to pass all the trainings. Once you do that, and then once you complete your tenure in Indian Air Force, then you can switch to the civil aviation. Over uh, whenever you choose an airline with any airline they'll they'll take you very easily because you'll be having the Indian Air Force experience which is obviously the ace pilots are born over there and then the second way out is uh if you're 12th pass just 12th pass you must be 18 or 19 year, years a year old you start doing chop and if you want to do some graduation you can do it side by side. Uh, many of the uh, girls student I recommend that you become a cabin crew because I think that will be the shortest way to earn that much amount of money and especially that will keep you closer to your aviation dream also a lot of my students have done that they are currently into that phase of their training uh, that phase of their life so they started from the pilot training and then they thought that it will be difficult for their parents to arrange that that much amount of money they have some amount of money let's say uh, so if we require 40 50 lakh rupees so they have 20 lakhs what they are doing is they are saving they have saved up their 20 lakhs the rest is they have started doing the job of a cabin crew uh, i think uh, initial salary will be somewhere around 40 50 000 rupees that will be the minimum salary which they will be getting plus the incentives if they start saving up 40 50000 a month from now onwards after let's say 2 or 3 years their salary will be closer to 1, 1. 1.5 lakh rupees mm-hmm. so if you start with that much amount i think within a span of 5 years you will be able to save that much amount of money obviously uh, considering the inflation and you have invested that amount of money uh, like that okay so uh, that is there then uh, i believe ki with this much amount of saving you can start your pilot training mm-hmm. which is the second way out and by that time you are just 25 years old which is not at all a bad age to start your pilot training i have students who have started their training at the age of 30 31 32 I have, still have students. I still uh, know that there is one student at my academy center. Uh, he's a doctor. He's 36, 36 years of age. He, he is starting at this age. The, the one thing uh, which is good about him is he has financial freedom. He has financial backup for that. Uh, that's why I didn't stop him. But I told him that what will be the pros and cons of starting at that age. he's well aware about that so he said this is my passion i have money now i have financial backup for the thing i have performed my duty as a doctor for a good eight ten years now i am free that's
0: nice means uh not necessary you always need a very good or Rich background, you can earn it. Whereas you can divide your trainings into in the two halves, just the way you have mentioned. I
1: have had students uh, who used to do Zomato deliveries, and they are becoming a pilot
0: with the bank loan.
1: Yes, they are earning. They are abroad somewhere, and they are earning. They are paying for their training. Obviously, some uh, some uh, help from the family is also there, but I have seen them uh, deliver Zomato goods. For their own things, while they were taking classes with me, some of them worked with uh, worked at the McDonald's. They earned actually. They were they were earning their uh, monthly, you know, thing for the rents and all. They were paying through it. That's nice.
0: Sir. Yeah, they, they
1: were they were they, they were taking interest. classes and they were taking classes in the morning and in the evening. They were working at the restaurants. That's great. Yeah. So
0: next one. Do pilots always have autopilot on, or is manual flying more common than people think?
1: Uh, not at all, yeah. But means the the second part, not at all. Uh, yes, most of the time, the autopilot is on. Uh, almost, uh, if you talk about the commercial aviation, like the airlines, yes, uh, 95% of the phases, the autopilot is on, the plane is flying on the autopilot. The bigger aircraft, you cannot fly them manually. Uh, reason being uh, not that stable To uh, while flying manually you have a lot of people and who you cannot just you know uh, you cannot risk your life or risk their life just for your fun sake that obviously manual flying is fun uh, but the commercial aircrafts they have uh, some sort of uh, parameters which you need to meet so that it does not make any discomfort to the passengers autopilot is more stable more smooth so once you do takeoff the takeoff and landing obviously is manual once you do that you are there just to monitor the things you monitor all the things all the parameters but the thing is uh, still pilots are required over there because to give command to autopilot what he has to do the pilot should be there so you are there to command the autopilot what to do and what not to the machines are very much stable obviously smaller aircrafts the training aircrafts they don't have autopilots some of them nowadays they have started getting that but uh, it's manual flying is fun
0: yeah you
1: you know that you are commanding something you know that you are doing something you are actually flying the aircraft that is what makes more uh, you know more adventurous otherwise the commercial flying is you go take off press a button autopilot that's it
0: you are done
1: you are done and all you need to do is you need to communicate you need to monitor all the things it's, it's just like commanding a computer you are commanding a computer okay do this and then you are waiting what he's doing okay plane is going up and,
0: and then some off. other plane is also coming
1: so there are uh, instruments for that there are uh, uh, radar equipments inside the aircrafts uh, which makes them more safer. So you must have heard about uh, TCAS. It's a traffic collision avoidance system. So that is there. Even if some uh, mountain is there, some building is there, we have GPWS for that. The ground proximity warning systems. Mm-hmm.
0: So that is taken care by pilot or by autopilot mode only? Uh,
1: so basically the TCAS and the GPWS Uh, they are active all the times okay so even if you are uh, like if you're not aware they'll they'll call you not exactly call you that they'll they'll ring a siren so there are different kind of sirens so even if you're sleeping they'll wake you up (laughs) so I think that will be my next question that can we sleep in the cockpit or not
0: actually the question is there (laughs)
1: okay
0: uh, look the question came only is it true that pilots can sleep during long flights due to advanced autopilot systems
1: not due to advanced autopilot systems it's because of the human, human body human nature is like uh, if you are not doing anything you will fall asleep so you can sleep but if you means uh, I am just so it, it's just a sarcastic thing that if you want to sleep obviously you can sleep all you have to do is like this just have to close your eyes and sleep but yes obviously if you are flying if you're on duty you you cannot sleep you are performing something which is uh, of great responsibility you have lives of so many people behind you Uh, for long flights what is there is uh, if you are talking about uh, uh, long flights i mean to say more than 10 hours of flight so there are two different sets of crews which are available in the aircraft so what they do is they exchange their seats exchanging seats means they are given proper rest so mm-hmm. let's say the flights which goes to us from india directly so they have four sets of pilots mm-hmm. so four pilots are there so two of them they take rest early and after flying for some hours half of the flight time they switch midair so that the other pilots can rest and the ones who have already rested they take controls in this manner uh, in cockpit uh, yes you get a bit relaxed you can you know move your chair back and forth and then you can relax a bit uh, because there is not that much work to do
0: yes
1: all you have to do is you have to monitor the things you have to monitor the traffic you have to monitor when and uh, who is calling you that, that again becomes you are flying at 40,000 feet, hardly someone will be calling you, so you need to keep yourself awake that you can do by talking to each other obviously the co-pilot is there by eating, <laughs> pilots are very fond of food, I especially I am very much fond of food so in cockpit if you want to keep yourself awake um, either you need a coffee black coffee or something to eat yes So that's what will you know keep you awake
0: That's great. Okay, so next myth. Is the belief that turbulence is dangerous for flights accurate or is it a routine aspect of flying?
1: So, it's like, uh, do you drive?
0: I, yes.
1: So, whenever you are driving uh, on a, a road, so, you know, there are potholes. Yeah. You get into a pothole, yeah. What do you call it? Is it a routine thing or is it dangerous?
0: It's a routine thing till that time it's a small pothole. If it's big, then it's dangerous.
1: Same thing happens with the turbulence. It's so I what I tell uh, so my the family members who are there. So what I tell them: uh, if someone is not from aviation and it's like uh, you know, not everyone understands English and yeah. family jo bade buzurg hain kuch wo kabhi puchhte hain ki are yaar jab plane hilta hai merko dar bada lagta hai aisa ye wo tab kya karte ho to i i i explain them in same way jaise sadak pe khadde hote hain to it's just like khadde in the air yes. bottles in the air so it is like that yes but uh, in some situations let's say the monsoon seasons are there so there are various clouds like the uh, clouds which bear heavy rains and all once you enter them the turbulence can be dangerous it can break your aircraft also <laughs> although medarani i'm not uh, i don't want to make anyone uh, you know fear of flight uh, but still once we see that that is there we avoid it by like miles the the bigger aircraft they avoid it by hundreds of miles once you see that big cloud which is Mm -hmm. like the black color crowd is there and of a distinguished shape. So we avoid it. And we have to avoid it. You cannot penetrate straight into that cloud. It's impossible that once you enter that cloud, so it gives you a 50 free chance of survival. But that is why we have so much, uh, you know, expensive, and sophisticated instruments in the aircraft which Mm. tells us how to avoid them and uh, how to use them and how to make the best use of the uh, machinery nowadays. Now, there have been instances when uh, the aircrafts have entered those type of clouds and they have encountered severe turbulence and people have got hurt also. But still, uh, that happens once in a million flights but normal regular turbulence you don't have to worry about it the airplanes are very safe and uh, even if you believe that uh, the aircraft is going down or something is happening the aircraft will break into two parts that's not gonna happen until and unless you are into very severe turbulence or very severe lightning is there otherwise the aircraft can sustain light to moderate turbulence as well as lightning, nothing's gonna happen to the aircraft. Aircraft is not going to, you know, get into two pieces. <laughs> That's like very rare situation. And if you are a pilot, so you know what to do and where not to go. Yeah. Obviously, you you will not fly the aircraft if there is a cyclone. You cannot go and hit the cyclone. The cyclone will hit you back, simply. <laughs> yeah.
0: This one movie, Runway 34, in that, uh, Ajay Devgan just lands the plane despite of a lot, very, very bad season in Kochi if I'm not wrong, so that was the That happens,
1: you know, the bad weather happens, you know, in monsoon in Mumbai is like, uh, it becomes very difficult. You have to, you know, encounter severe turbulence and uh, obviously the hills are there, you have to come over the hills, Uh, the turbulence is always there but if you know the topography of the uh, area and if you know that this is a small patch it will hardly take you 10 seconds into that then and you know the uh, performance limitations of your aircraft it all depends upon that so uh, that is why the pilots have to study so how far you can go and in the in the in the terms of limits what limits your aircraft can bear so how much weight it can bear how much turbulence it can bear how much winds it can bear what is the temperature or what what weight you can carry in your aircraft that's what you should know if you know that stuff about your aircraft your machine that will make you really more confident into the things
0: yes
1: nice yeah.
0: So do pilots get to choose their routes and destination or it is determined by the airline? Uh,
1: generally it is determined by the airline only so uh, once so what what happens is uh, let's say if you have a so there are two kind of things one is the base of the pilots the base is from where they'll start their flying journey journey so that is one thing is permanent. So let's say a few people have Delhi-based, few people have Mumbai-based, and then there are smaller airports which on which they have the bases, like Jaipur. Jaipur is a smaller airport. Yeah. So if you talk about one airline, um, so one XYZ airline is based out of Jaipur, they are having daily four flights from Jaipur to other places and back. Yes. And daily they are having those much flights, four flights only. So that means the pilots who are based out of jaipur they'll be flying only at those four routes only hmm. so in a way they know that it is fixed that i will be flying one of these four routes every day but if you move if they move to a bigger uh, bigger tier city like they move to delhi there are 400 flights from delhi every day yeah then the route is not controlled one thing is that the second thing is Even if you are based out of Jaipur, what airline can do is, airline can call you to Delhi or some other base and they can roster you like that. So that, uh, you know, if they have demand in Kolkata, so what they do is, okay, your base is there, but for 15 days, you'll be based out of Kolkata and they'll, they'll give you the accommodation in Kolkata and from Kolkata, they'll be doing the flights then their temporary base will be Jaipur. It happens. Uh, The airline does that kind of rosters. Sometimes they uh, like the Air India. So Air India Express used to do was, they used to roster pilots to Dubai for 15 days. Mm -hmm. So you go to Dubai, you stay there for 15 days. Every day you do flights from there. Mm -hmm. Dubai, India, back. Dubai, India, back. Dubai, India, back. So the Basically, it is decided by the airline only. But uh, yes, there are options when you can swap your flights with your friends or with someone who wants to swap it. But with the help of rostering team, so there is a proper communication uh, channel for that. You can bid for it, and if someone, so let's say you want to fly from Delhi to Mumbai on some day, but on that day your flight is from Delhi to Dubai. And there is someone else on Delhi to Dubai flight or Delhi to Mumbai flight who wants to switch.
0: Hmm.
1: So you can request them and mutually, with the help of the airline's rostering person, you can swap that. But that's the, there is a procedure for that. Okay. You can do that, but you cannot do it for every flight. You can do it for hardly one or two flights. Yeah. So generally the routes are decided by the airlines only and few people ask me, uh, I, I would like to add one more thing on this. Few people ask me that whenever they join an airline, so they say that uh, I want to fly interna- international, uh, on the international routes only, not the domestic routes. I want to join an international airline. So mm. few people, so first of all, I ask them, what do you mean by an international airline? So. And a few people ask me that uh, whether I'll be flying domestically or internationally so that uh, that does not matter to you that should not matter to you actually because the thing is you are a pilot even if you are going to Dubai and you are coming back within half an hour it won't make you it won't make a difference to me all I am doing is I'm taking off I'm landing at some random airport. Be it a Dubai airport or a Dibrugarh airport, doesn't matter to me. And again, I take off and I come back to Delhi.
0: Yeah, true.
1: For me, I just have to fly. Unless I am on layover, that will make a difference. But uh, again, if you are doing that thing daily or uh, you know, ten days in ten days in a month, it won't make It won't really make a difference. So if your airline goes to international sectors, obviously they will roster you one day. But it is not like you cannot tell to the airline that I will only fly international routes. You cannot simply say them. Yeah, Yeah. There are few fleets of airlines which fly only internationally. If you are on that fleet, obviously you will not fly domestically. Like uh, Vistara's 787s. The Boeing 787 which are uh, uh, they have newly inducted. They fly only on international routes. So if you are flying those aircrafts in Vistara, you won't get to fly on domestic routes. You'll only fly the international routes. Either once in a six month that you'll be flying domestically. All the flying is international routes only. That's
0: true.
1: Like Air India Express, they have majority 80% of flying, uh, 80 to 90% of their flying is international routes only.
0: Yeah,
1: but the thing is, they are flying every day to Dubai and Sharjah only. Mm -hmm. That's Hmm. so it's like pros and cons are associated with uh, everything. It it depends upon you how well you take it.
0: True. You what I feel like when you are a pilot and when you walk on airport, no matter it's international airport or domestic, everybody sees you, and for a while everybody thinks, "Oh God." I should time
1: it exactly. So it's it's basically that's what uh, in my language I call it a show time.
0: Yeah, that's
1: the show time. So so I I tell my I tell my uh, co-pilots or the buddy pilots also. So once we are done with the flight, we are out of the aircraft and we are sitting in the car, and that is the time. Basically, all the pilots does that. Most of them. So they tuck in their shirt properly. They see their tie, they see their I don't have hair, so proper baal baal karke. then they do it like in proper flaunting way because that's from that's where so it's it's basically from car to car.
0: Yeah.
1: So the car which you are sitting, let's say you're coming from home, so you get out of that taxi. That from that is the point from where the showtime starts and it ends the moment you exit your car and you enter the air, uh, aircraft so
0: that's
1: that true. time period in between is show time mm-hmm. so again reverse thing also once you get out of the aircraft then is the time your show time starts mm-hmm. and it will last for another five to ten minutes till the time you reach your taxi true. that's it but hai. then you are like this
0: that's true Uh, I say to people that when you are on airport, if a pilot is going and if any celebrity is going, everybody, everybody will prefer to see a pilot when they walk on airport rather than seeing any celebrity during that time. This is one thing which happens and we have a question related to this only. Is the idea that pilots have a glamorous lifestyle and the constant layovers accurate or is it more demanding?
1: Uh, so the thing is that uh, again depends upon person to person how will you take it hmm. so glamorous thing like glamour lies here in in your mind what do you think the glamour is so if you look at some people's instagrams or youtubes that might look quite fascinating glamorous but you don't know how how much hard work he or she has done to reach at that spot Obviously, the pilot's life is glamorous, no doubt, glamorous in a way um, like you set your goals and uh, the people you meet, the kind of places you go, I would rather suggest something like, uh, okay, let's take it this way. So when you are on a layover, you go on company's budget, right? You, you go to the best of the hotels you get best of the food now the next thing is uh, like I am married so whenever I go to a hotel whatever I am eating I, I generally tell it to my wife That I generally tell it to my wife or whatever things I am eating or whichever hotel I am staying now the next thing is uh, whenever I go to a vacation with my family Now, they also expect the same thing. What I do while I am alone. And not just them. While I am also going, if I go anything lower to that, I will not like that. Because now I have tasted that thing. I will not go anything lower to that. In that way, I have to make my life glamorous. Mm -hmm. One thing is that. The other thing is, you, you know once obviously, once you go to a 5-star hotel, you will not like a 3-star hotel. I the one thing is that. Uh, the thing is, next thing is obviously the incentives uh, they, and the salary packages, what you get at after a certain age or after certain experience, that is obviously good, which will uh, give you a lot of options to make your life glamorous. You are meeting, you are are setting examples for a lot of people. Like you said, everyone wants to see pilots uh, if they are walking out of the airport. So walking out of the airport, if they are maintaining good hygiene, obviously they want to see. And uh, same thing goes in a family life or in your social circle also. Whenever you are going, there are other people who are engineers and you are a pilot. You have to maintain that style. Even if it is not there, you have to do it for your sake or for the society's sake. In that way, it becomes glamorous. It starts becoming glamorous. So you you want to wear an expensive watch. You want to wear an expensive clone. And that's what it makes it expensive. And obviously, you visit different places. Every day, you are at a different place. So you get to see a lot of different cultures. Um... Uh, Many to I say pilots be uh, who says he who are like off to London or off to New York two times a month. So, what they do is they get their groceries from there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, why, why he shouldn't do this? He's going there, he's having a layover of 48 hours over there. Okay, the kya karunga mein sub gum chukai. So, he said. Okay, my wife tells me, okay, oh, so, he goes to a grocery shop, he buys cheese from there, he buys breads from there, chocolates or so, everyday everyday stuff. He mm. said I'll get a more more better quality product from there. Nice.
0: That's what he does. That's great. <laughs> Uh, Can a pilot land a plane safely in the event of an engine failure or is it always a critical
1: situation? That depends upon a pilot. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you have a multi engine aircraft, obviously uh, it is a critical situation, definitely it is a critical situation, but the planes are made for that. The planes can be landed safely with one engine failure or sometimes the both engine failures if uh, so it's uh, Kabi be a plane whichever plane it is it is designed in such a way aerodynamically that it can float or it can like uh, glide sorry not float it can glide every aircraft the the design of aircraft is is made in such a way and in the event of engine failure you still have one engine which can generate thrust up to some level. Obviously, it will be not that much great, but yes, it can uh, make a safe landing, a very safe landing at the suitable airport, at the nearest possible airport. So even if an engine fails, one engine fails, Mm -hmm. the other aircraft can generate that much power that it can land on, uh, on its own, you can say. But yes, there are, there will be a lot of things which will be involved in that thing. But it is is very much possible.
0: Hmm. Because people say, if one engine goes, that means we all are gone.
1: (laughs) It is very much safe.
0: Yeah. Uh, Are there uh, limitations on the types of medications pilot can take? And how does it affect their ability to fly?
1: okay so yes definitely there are um, so the regulation says you cannot take over the counter medis- medications you simply cannot take over the counter medications that's what the regulation says okay.
0: so
1: over the counter medications is like anything like the paracetamol the, the dolo and the crocin also you cannot I take that. okay whatever you think so so the human performance is such a thing which Makes a lot of impact on a pilot's life. Everything which involves, like any medication or human performance, anything which involves, will affect you. Mm-hmm. So let's say the medication what you're taking uh, before the flight, even if you have taken a Crocin, the Crocin can make you feel asleep, mm-hmm. which obviously you don't want on an active flight. Mm-hmm. So it is not advisable it is better so if you are not feeling well better to take a sick leave why to risk your life or your passenger's life you are entitled for that you are entitled for your sick leaves. why don't you take a sick leave why don't you report sick that is one thing next thing is uh, so your body requires more oxygen or your blood oxygen while you are up in the air yeah you must have seen uh, i don't know whether you you know this thing or not but that's what i believe pilots eat much more food than the other passengers or if you are up in the air uh, you feel hungry yeah and especially you feel hungry if because you are just sitting over there and you are watching a movie or you are reading a book but look at the pilots they are working mm-hmm. they are continuously thinking they are flying they are doing some calculations their mind is continuously running the mind requires the oxygen and the blood supply and the energy that will come from food so that's why your uh, mind absorbs double the energy so you require double the food cockpit. Personally, I personally am uh, even I. I have taken food on the ground midair. When once you go midair, I start starving. I don't know why, but the major thing is this only: you are working, you are continuously. The brain is working, and at that height, you require more, more oxygen and more, uh, you know, energy that you will get from your blood cells. And that you require. That, that's why I'm telling you, you need to eat something bit, bit, bit so that you can get crap energy as well as that can keep you, you know, awake. Mm-hmm. If you're not sleeping, So okay. your performance degrades. And if you have taken medication at that moment, that will again deteriorate your uh, performance. So it is not at all advisable to take the medication. The major thing is before every flight, you have to undergo a breath analyzer test. That is for the alcohol. Nowadays, the Indian government has uh, uh, come up with another rule of uh, checking of psychoactive substances. The cannabis and the drugs, basically the drug test in other language, you see. So, I think uh, they have detained many people in that. And the blood alcohol test is the most dangerous thing.
0: You cannot have alcohol before 24 hours.
1: It's basically 12 hours. But there is no such limit to it because you cannot have a bl- blood alcohol level of 0.02% before the flight. So it's like for that you do the breath analyzer test, and uh, if you caught, if you're caught for the first time, your license goes for three months suspended. If you caught if you get caught for second time, your license goes for three years, and third time your license is gone. Permanent one.
0: It's very risky. Yeah. Pilots eat so much, but still they maintain their figures so nicely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that is what it is. because that's for the show time, no?
0: Okay. Yes. When everybody <laughs> because means...
1: once you are once you are at home, you have nothing nothing else to do. And uh, once you are at the hotels, so let's say you are going to same place, uh, like. 10 times a month, like I mentioned. So, what do you have? You have all. (laughs) But still, I I have seen a lot of them which which are very unfit, also.
0: But I've always seen pirates with a very good. uh physique and you know the walk is so perfect having the starbucks okay, coffee that, that, in is, and, that, that and, is where
1: the glamorous part comes yeah <laughs> glamorous
0: part comes and you know setting up their goggles and just you know not looking at any girl not at all Any that is
1: just showing off the, the goggles which are wearing from inside they are looking okay <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then, you know, going so focusedly and saying that I don't give it a care, I don't give it a damn, I'm just walking, you know?
1: And and once once they are out of that side, then they'll they'll be like looking at yaar, dekha nahi.
0: <laughs> So I've not seen them. Um, next and the second last one. Do pilots have the authority to make important decisions during a flight or is it centrally controlled?
1: so important decisions as in anything related to flight that is only responsibility of pilot in command okay like the decision of uh, basically anything related to that particular flight so let's say if someone falls ill and uh, it's the pilot's decision that whether he wants to land back or he wants to continue the flight that that uh, permission he, he doesn't have to seek anyone's permission that is the commander's permission commander's decision. So let's say if there is a bad weather, the ETC is not going to tell him that you land at this airport or that airport. He can seek his advice, but it is the pilot in command's decision, what he wants to do.
0: Mm.
1: It's basically everything is, so he is basically a law abiding officer at that moment. So law, sorry, law law enforcement officer at that moment, Leo. Mm -hmm. So, he can detain someone, if you are unruly, he can arrest you also. That is the authority of a pilot in command. Obviously, till the time of flight and rest uh, while landing, he can hand you over to the police or the authorities. The pilots, they do have that much uh, authorities. Mm -hmm. So, they don't, uh, it's not centrally controlled. Centrally controlled is only the air traffic management. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a pilot cannot do okay. Uh, My party is there So I'll go first In landing No That's where the Air traffic controllers Comes into the picture That's nice
0: This pilot is a I.S. officer When he is In his aircraft And when he's Flying it
1: Or you can say He's the prime minister Of the aircraft
0: He's the prime minister Of the aircraft
1: He is the prime minister Of the aircraft Whatever happens On that aircraft He is solely responsible And he can take Any action He wants
0: That's great
1: Rather than disturbing any other aircraft in the air, inside whatever is happening on that aircraft, he can take any decision. If some passenger is, you know, behaving very unruly or some passenger has slapped someone, he can actually arrest that person and he can tell his crew members to, you know, uh, to arrest him. And there are actually handcuffs also available in the aircraft.
0: Oh my God!
1: Although they are restraints, they call restraints, plastic handcuffs but they are there, available in the
0: aircraft. (laughs) That's great. Okay, so last myth for the day. Can pilots become air traffic controllers or do they require a completely different set of skills and training? Uh,
1: Not completely different uh, skills. Uh, Skills they already have, they know how the things are, but yes, there is a completely different training. Pilots can become air traffic controllers Uh, But you require a graduation degree for that one thing is that and there is a different set of training although they must be knowing about few uh, of the terminologies few things but yes it is right opposite of that there is a lot of extensive training which is required for the air traffic controllers and hats off to them that they manage it in a very beautiful manner Uh, it is not that easy uh, it is as similar to you can say the pilot training. The only thing is they are not just sitting on the
0: yes. in the
1: aircraft. They are on the ground but they are still managing you. They are there to help you out. Yes. And a uh, lot of studies to be done when you are becoming an air traffic controller also. So yes. there is a different set of training. Yes, sir. And in India, it is not done privately. It is done only by the government, only by airport authority of India. Yes
0: so like airline does not have any um, ATC of their own
1: nothing no they have RT operators but they do not have the ATCs okay yeah
0: so uh, so it's a very uh, common question which we ask to the guests there are two questions for that one is can you share any experience which can motivate the listeners
1: Uh, any experience so it's a experience I would say that uh, if you want to become a pilot you, it's not like you have to be very well in the studies No, not like that uh, if you are an average student you still can become a pilot all you need is you need to have passion for the things mm-hmm. I have uh, seen many students who came to me from a very different background they, they are very reluctant in speaking Hindi also English is not
0: And
1: I have seen those people who have uh, achieved something in their life. They are on their way to become a pilot, and which is like hats off to them. They have done a lot of uh, hard work, and uh, like I mentioned, I have students from a very lower background also, if you talk about the money aspects, and very higher background. Both people are there. They, I have taught all of them. Just, every student has their own charm, every student has their own uh, thing. I have seen few parents who come to me and they tell, Ki, aapne ko gade, gade se diya. That's so sweet. But, uh, but I tell them it is not my thing, it is their own thing, it is their own hard work. Mm-hmm. I have seen. Uh, uh, parents shedding their tears in front of me that we can't believe that our children have done this. We didn't believe it. I've seen a lot of students also who come to me and who says, Sir, I never thought that I'll reach here. There is a student of mine who just got a job in uh, Air India. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a few days ago he came to me. Now he's getting married. So, a few days ago he came to me and uh, he was like, uh, I said now we are colleagues you also having the same license which I am having and he was touching my feet and I was like yaar, main abhi bada nahi hua. he says yaar, no whatever is there whatever I am today it is because of you his parents till nowadays till till the date they they tell me it is because of you I tell them no I have nothing to do it I just guided him properly it is he who has done his hard work he appeared for the exams he went to the interview. He cleared the interview. All I did was, I was just on a phone call with him.
0: But sir, I feel it was you because I can just remember one example what my father uh, tells me when it comes for teachers and everything. Like Krishna was only guiding Arjun. He was not doing the war. He was just only guiding him. And just because of his guidance, Pandav Swin against of, thousands or lakhs of call so i feel like your guidance was the most fruitful thing that student or that man can ever desire for
1: i try to do my part uh, you know whenever the students comes to my academy so uh, i i have never done promotion of my academy first thing is that uh my my students come to me and a few parents are there they uh, who comes to meet me and they say sir there is no board why, why do you require a board or uh, advertisement i am there so you have come to meet me let's meet so he sends me the students and uh, he takes care of the things i just try to guide everyone even if it's a student or a parent uh, by my heart because when I tell them when I was of your age I was visiting to a flying institution and uh, I was just carrying an address with my father who was roaming around here and there in afternoon I think 2-2.30 was the time and uh, that time there was no internet no only the broadband service used to be there phones and all at that time and we visited some at one place and uh, us time pe I was very la- reluctant in speaking in mm. English I was just out of I I am a Hindi medium student mm. which shifted from Hindi medium to English medium so and uh, uske bhi ek kahani hai. Meri thi ki vene, when when uh, she went to drop me at the school. The school so school my mother looked at me and she said Ki, bichara, choti si, nanni si English Hindi mein do. That's that's what my mother told. Me. <laughs> and uh, then shifted from there. And the the place which I went was obviously you know, lavish sa, wo tha. They were representing a flying school in US. And uh, the ma'am who was uh, sitting over there I was to just converting translating I was just translating I was just translating so look somehow I managed to answer somehow I cleared the visa interview and all we went to the US did the training and all came back everything filled into the picture when I met other people na, so someone was fraud was was that's what where uh, I thought ki we went to, to the right place. I don't know who in the right place We just went to right hands. and nowadays also a lot of I see a lot I hear a lot of things So what I I try to do you know the justice to parents money and uh, i tell them if if a student comes to me and he says mere 20 lakhs and uh, this is the max i can afford and we want to make him a pilot so i give them options sorry it is it might uh, sound bitter to you but mat karwa. if you cannot put in more money into this the other ways are there you can put him into indian air force tell him to study hard go and get it done or tell him to earn that much amount of money He still have 15 16 years he can earn it and then become a pilot so i there are few people who tell them that parents are having 20 30 lakh rupees they tell them because all they want is they want a small chunk out of that they just want two three lakhs out of that Uh, to get that two three lakhs they will tell them to spend those 30 lakhs after spending the 30 lakhs they'll be inside or into the field but they cannot move forward they cannot go backwards they cannot go beyond they cannot go beyond because they do not have further money they mm-hmm. cannot go back because that the money which this went is gone and the person who has guided them he has taken his chunk and he is gone he doesn't care about the thing So I try to, you know, guide all the students, all the parents, whosoever comes to me, I I tell them, I have my own institution, but that does not mean uh, that I am promoting it. I'm just guiding you. Whatever you want to ask, you ask me. Then you decide whether you join my institute or not. That is not a thing with me. Even if you, I have seen a lot of people who have joined someone else's institution and they contact me for the guidance. And I feel really happy that I am able to guide them. I have a lot of experiences in this manner also that someone who came to me and then because of some XYZ thing, they joined someone else. And then again, they came back to me to seek my guidance because they were not satisfied with the other person where they joined. And they have told me that that was our biggest mistake that we joined over there. I said, not a problem. Things happen. I cannot be jealous of uh, anyone and everyone is doing their own part. Everyone has their own business. Uh, I cannot take, I don't take this as my business. Whatever the fee I charge to the students, that is for my hard work, which I am teaching them. Rest everything, whatever they want to ask, whatever they help they require from my side, that's free of cost. And that's free of cost till I'm alive. Oh,
0: that's nice, uh, sir. Actually... So that is
1: it. So, I try to do my part, whatever, because uh, what I believe is, uh, uh, when I was doing my training, at that time, if I could get anyone who who could have guided me, I would have been at a different place today. Mm -hmm. So, if my little bit of knowledge or my little bit of experience, whatever I have, can guide someone or can make uh, some difference in someone's life then definitely I would uh, try these things in future also
0: that's great no that's absolutely great sir and the last question for the day how did you feel on Karnika's buzz how was your experience at the podcast
1: the experience not the was it is the experience (laughs) is really good uh, about your knowledge which which you shared to me before the start before the start of this podcast it's impeccable and uh, at your age, you know, I was not having this much knowledge. I, even now also, I am not having this much knowledge. Like, you shared a different aspect of aviation, which I don't think so any pilot could think about it. No, burning about fuel, we, we do not care about how much fuel is burning. We just start the engine, you know, push the aircraft to full throttle, we don't know how much fuel it is burning. All we need is the power. All we need is the speed. The fuel burn, we'll we'll talk it about. Like uh, we talk about after we are at 30,000 up in the air. Then we see. Okay, now see uh, what fuel is burning. Now we need to reduce the fuel amount. Mm-hmm. So that knowledge, it's great. Your communication skills are very great, and especially your smile is very good, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really felt uh, great. That's all. Uh, yeah. You and keep rising, keep shining, and uh, obviously keep spreading your knowledge to everyone. Just don't keep it to yourself, uh, because if you if you will, uh, you know, impart your knowledge to other people also, you might uh, there might be someday you will be learning something new like i learned a lot of things today from you
0: sir so even i learned a lot of things from you because everything the glamorous thing and everything <clears throat> that is what we see of the pilots. but what they actually go through that you told us today and to all the listeners that's it for the day stay safe stay happy keep rising keep shining lots of love lots of regards to you and your family and i see you guys very soon thank you